variety. Oh, oh that's right. Okay, yes. Well, it is six... <laughs> one minute, 43 seconds past 6 p.m. here at Radio Free Brooklyn, which means that you are about to start listening to Sitting with Jan Luca. I'm Jan Luca. I will be sitting with you till 7 p.m. Oh, sitting with me today very happy is Michelle Schacht, uh songwriter, singer-songwriter, musical comedian, I would have to say. And, uh, oh, I would say at this point, even a veteran singer-songwriter and chameleon. Did I miss anything out, Michelle? Have you written any books or anything yet? Or Not an author. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet an author. We'll see. Anyway, um, I'm going to start getting set up. We've been uh, sledding through the snow with, uh, with those Eskimo sledges and 12 huskies pulling it. So we have to feed the dogs. In the meantime, I'm going to play something by, uh, from Michelle's, from one of Michelle's album, uh, Captain Swing, from, uh, oh, well, here it is, Russian Roulette, coming up here at Radio Free Brooklyn. It sounds like there's nothing, but he's walking over and plugging in the amp. Oh, is that what's happening right now? Someone's walking in, plugging in the amp? That's so cool. I love it.
My guest, Michelle Schott. What's happening there? <laughs> this is live radio. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, um, if, if, if I know what I'm doing, I do it really badly. If I don't know what I'm doing, I just do it rather poorly, poorly but it, it can pass. It can fly. It, can it slip captures it. the imagination. <laughs> Ah, yes, it does. It does capture the imagination. So this is live radio. And uh, oh, there'll be tons of mistakes and things. I'll be playing. I'll be introducing one artist and uh, playing another artist. And uh, because my thought on this is that if everything is too perfect, people will think this is re pre-recorded and edited and i want people to know i wonder what's the equivalent for being a dj for you know they say with jazz if you make a mistake play it twice yes (laughs) (laughs) yes well i just keep playing playing the wrong stuff time and time again (laughs) well called a riff Michelle. Okay. <laughs> keep riffing <laughs> keep riffing oh yes anyway but you were saying at the beginning so at the beginning of that session what was happening someone came well, in and plugged we made the entire album and then the A&R gate guy came and informed us that we uh, that we had only made a 28 minute album oh <laughs> and oh. the contract you know had a 30 minute minimum requirement so we said, okay, we'll go back and do an 11th track. And it was that was the inspiration for Pete walking over and plugging the uh, guitar into the amp. You can hear him walking and yeah. plugging in the amp. And then we did this blues kind of as a throwaway B-side. Oh, nice. that's Pete Anderson? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. All right. Who, who was your producer at the beginning, too? Yeah. Oh, very cool. So who's on the... Is that early 90s that came out? Am I getting my chronology? Captain right? Swing, you feel it, right? It's in your bones. It came out in 89. Oh, 89, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm adding three years for good behavior. So. Well, you know, and we uh. toured it in 90. Um, I didn't meet Gatemouth until about 92, I think. Um, but he was um, another big... Inspir- I wanted to be his mentee. Oh. I wanted Gatemouth Brown to be my guitar teacher. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Well, we have to, we're, we're going to start digressing at this point, but we should explain. He's not, is he on, he's not on that record, is he? He's What's not he? on. Um, he's on another one that you did. He's not on Captain Swing. He's on Arkansas Traveler oh. because, you know, he grew up in the bayou. His daddy taught him fiddle yes. and guitar, and he always would be so offended. People just want to limit him to the guitar. You know, the guitar. Don't call me a blues man. Yes. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Stick a pin in it. We have to play Big Gate Mouth, actually. Okay. Just some simple, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
No, I want All people. Right. I, I, I want it to be known I'm who we're talking about. Curious to see how you get from gate mouth to the meters, but you knock yourself uh, out. <laughs> uh, well, I might not. Okay. I might go. We we have no we have no set list, no okay. plan. We might go from gate mouth brown. To uh, to who knows to okay. uh, to Puff Daddy I don't know or P Diddy or, or whoever but uh, do you have a favorite do you have a favorite uh, gate mouth Well, if you're introducing him to your listeners, yeah. you got to play Okie Doke Stomp. Okie Doke. But stomp. we did a duet if you can find it called "I Will Be Your Friend," a, a song written by Jim Loudermilk. Oh. And wow. I have a little permanent divot in my uh, leg where I was riding my motorcycle over to the session. Uh-huh. And I parked it on a hill, and the bike fell over on me. I was pinned to the curb, Ouch. and then I got this little um, permanent dent in my shin from where I was trapped on the, um, between the bike and the curb. So I have a little tattoo in my flesh from my session with Gate for "I will be your friend." Ooh. Um, but you play play them the Okie Doke Stomp because okay. they got to know what time it is. When you're talking about Gate Mouth Brown and his contribution to the conversation of oh, wow, blues yeah. guitar. Well, who, uh, between the two of us, who's going to do a nutshell introduction to who he actually was? You or me or both? Or you well, started, I finished Since I, I know him yeah. personally, I better not. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I, I, okay, so Gate Mouth Brown was, I think he studied, he came through... T-Bone Walker, is that right? So T-Bone Walker, who was from Texas, hooked up with Gatemouth Brown, or Gatemouth Brown hooked up with him as his rhythm player. And Gatemouth Brown was really from the Bayou. And Bayou blues is not like the rest of the blues because what they say about New Orleans, which is actually true of all New Louisiana, is that the music's a gumbo. So it's not I, it's not blues or this or that or swing. It's kind of a whole hodgepodge of stuff. And that was really Gatemouth's frame of mind. Like you said before, he hated it. He says, you can say anything you want to Gatemouth, but don't call him a blues singer. <laughs> and... Um, and um, and like you were saying before, it's all dance music. So whether he's playing the fiddle yeah. or the guitar, he's going to make sure your feet are hopping. Oh yes. Oh, and 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 he did well. I should play play something because now we're having a uh, we're having like a private conversation. Uh, so yeah, Gatemouth Brown. Ooh. Okay. What did you say? Okie dokie. Stomp. Right. Yeah. My queued up. Right. Perfect. Here he is. The wonderful Gatemouth Brown. Okie dokie. Stomp. Yay.
yes. Clarence Gatemouth Brown, yeah. Okie dokie stomp from 1954. And um, he, Gatemouth was also a, a fantastic fiddle player. And did he play any other instruments that you know of, Michelle? He's great on guitar and fiddle. I don't remember seeing him play harmonica. I'm not uh, sure. Maybe not. And um, But the other thing, so that was recorded in 1954. Gate didn't die until comparatively recently. Oh, well, actually, probably 10-ish or so, but he, in, well into his 80s. And he was a, like a lot of that old school musician, uh, style of musician, B.B. King, etc. used to do sort of 300 dates a year. And I remember asking him in his... In his mid, mid late seventies, how many gigs he did, and he said about two hundred and something uh, in his in his mid to late seventies. And then he got really sick because he used to smoke this big pipe that he dropped. Uh, little, what was in the pipe? Uh, that was in the pipe exactly. Those that's that that special <laughs> blue. <laughs> Gates. You know what was in the you pipe, Michelle. Gates, Gates blend. G- Gates blend. Yes, those uh, those special that special uh, jazz tobacco, that herbal jazz tobacco. He would <laughs> drop in the pipe. So when his lungs gave out, he was on a. He, did you ever see his? So his lung. He he was on an, a a respirator, and he was still doing gigs. They would wheel him up to the stage with it plugged into his respirator in a wheelchair, and he'd get up and do a set, and then get back into his. Hey. He was a tough old bird. That's what I'm going to say about Gate Mount Brown. Uh, you know, when I met him, he was so proud. He had just acquired his very first tour bus. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so at, figure at this what was, age? <laughs> yeah, I figured this was in wow. 90, what did I say? I met him in 92. Wow. Uh, he had just gotten his first tour bus. So he comes from that old school where you're like in the back. And he even had this book he was working on on a typewriter where one of the chapters was called my rides oh. and it had like i had a cadillac it was like and i had a lincoln you know he's like he was so proud of his rides but he finally got himself an old greyhound bus and he converted it but it wasn't much of a conversion because the band members i remember they literally had to sleep sitting in the seats oh. like 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 the old jazz cats uh eventually i think he converted it with some bunks but uh you know i was coming off of my Prevo, you know, <laughs> with the, you know, all the frills. And I was looking at that old Greyhound bus. He was so proud of it, though. It was a real accomplishment for him uh, to have. Uh, that was like a dream, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, when you hung out with him, I mean, he, he carried a pistol all the time, right? He was actually a sheriff down in, in the bayou. That's right. He was law enforcement. <laughs> he wasn't. You didn't want to mess with it. <laughs> but um um well you were you cut a record. Can I play that? Uh the record that I played with Gate Yeah, with Gatemouth. Can you find that? the track I mentioned that I sat in on his record or is that uh, what you mean? Either or. Yeah, try to find it. Okay. Do, Do we you, have it? Oh, I don't have it. No. I don't uh, have it with me. Oh, let me see. Would it be on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Oops, I didn't mean to mention the, the, those people. We don't do advertising. Here no, I don't think Brooklyn. it. I don't think it will be on there. You'd have to find it somewhere else. But um, um, let's move on. I guess. Yeah. If, no. Let's. Let, well, I have something of you with uh, of Gate Prowse oh, okay. with you, right? Yeah, yeah. So I can do that, and then if I'm smooth enough. So this is Gate playing on my record. Uh, the old blues 
Frankie and Johnny, remember that? Yeah, but I put yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I put my own twist on it. I wrote a chorus called Hold Me Back. Yeah. And uh, listen for it in the track where I'm about to say, uh, she stood outside, she rang the bell, she says, Johnny, if I find you in here, cocksucker, I'm going to... Like, he took me aside, he says, don't say it. He says, it'll ruin your career. He says, you don't need to say it. I can play it. <laughs> ah! 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 Wow. So listen to listen to Gate playing cocksucker. Oh. So, oh, I love it. So did you record this uh, all live in the same room? Uh, this was recorded in a mobile recording studio oh. that we had gone down to um, Kingston to check out because Ziggy Marley was using it at Tough Gong. He wanted mm. to record there, but he didn't want to use the old equipment. So then we brought the truck to the States and we um, took it all over. And when I recorded this with Gate, we were literally at Sun Studios. Ooh, literally at Sun Studios. Studios. Memphis Sun Studios? Yeah. Yeah, and, and so we used the old studios in Sun, but like Ziggy, you know, we didn't use their equipment. And what was amazing is there was a photo on the wall of Gatemouth as an 18, 20-year-old big band leader. Oh. Big band leader is a young man, because he used to have a TV show in Nashville. You knew that? No. Oh, my God. He was like Johnny Cash. He was... He not was, as an 18-year-old. Not, not as 18. Oh. He was a big band leader, though. Oh. And he had, in the 60s... You know, all that stuff about being a sheriff and stuff. Yeah. He he had a TV show in Nashville. Um, yeah, he, uh, what, what was I saying? Anyways, oh. listen to Gate Mouth saying, singing, playing. Yeah. Cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to play it right now. You're listening to the Gate Mouth Appreciation Hour here at <laughs> Sitting with the Chan Luca Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> so uh, this is Hold Me Back, right? Yeah. Okay. Wait, let me start that fade in again. Do it again. <laughs> and now you're going to start calling me that, right? <laughs> yeah. Cocksucker. You're listening to... <laughs> you're you're listening. listening to Sitting with Cocksucker. You're listening to Listening with Cocksucker and, and, and Audio Engineering 101 <laughs> here at Radio Free Brooklyn.
be Wow, that just turned me into a nice guy. Uh, that was <laughs> we had a we had a double gate mouth brown. Uh, we had uh, we had gate mouth doing. Oh God, I just spaced Michelle. What Hold is me it? back. Hold me. Huh? Hold me back. Hold me back. No, no, that wasn't the the gate mouth song that started that. Oh no, uh, he did Okie Doke Stomp. Okie Doke Stomp. And then he played on my album Arkansas Travel. He played uh, Hold Me Back. Well, that's right. And then I sang on his album. What's the name of the album that he just played that on? Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, I will be your friend. I will be your friend. Uh, when was that recorded? He, he sounds so smooth, actually. He's, yeah. Uh, about I, well, judging I, from the divot in my. Uh, oh right, yeah. When, <laughs> look up your hospital <laughs> records, Michelle. <laughs> no, I never went to the hospital for it. Um, I think it was in the mid '90s, sometime. Okay, it All was right. in L.A. We recorded it in in L. Yeah, in L.A. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was riding my motorcycle there. And that's and that's not a typical. I mean, Gate Mouth was sort of that Bayou bluesy, stompy. No, dancing. actually, I want to. Res- uh, I I think. He was truly like a godfather of Americana. Like oh. he would do it all. Yes, he that's, and he did do it all. Yes, that's why it was so offensive to him to be pigeonholed yes. as a bluesman, uh, because I mentioned he had that TV show in Nashville, right. and he dressed like a cowboy, mm-hmm. and um, he just—I think he was really proud of the things that he had pioneered as possibilities for not just african-american performers but for southern performers in general you know that he he had such a dignity about him um but he was a walking contradiction i don't want to lionize him and make it sound like he didn't have some peculiar things but i will say this his daughter renee was his pride and joy that was the thing that motivated him to go out and do what he did because he was supporting sending money home to support Renee and he would carry her picture right at the front of his wallet. So um, it was, I liked the idea that as much of a lone wolf road dog as he was, Mm. that he had a sense of there was a little girl back home in the bayou that called him daddy and loved him. Oh yeah. And he also came from a period pre-genre when when you were an entertainer yeah there was no such i mean you know for, I, I mean if you think about it there was this idea of you're a blues musician you're a jazz musician you're a funk musician you're a pop i mean it's all quite recent maybe post 70s or something but the old school of musicians their job was to just mu- play music by the yard you were you were hired to do uh, to fill a dance hall and uh, there you go if they wanted country music you play country for three hours if they wanted uh you know, Bayou Blues or Pop or this or that, you played that. Or in Gates' case, he would switch it up. If you were listening to him playing jazz, he would give in some blues, and then Big Band was his real thing by the end, and then then he would always drop in the country fiddle just because the dynamics would shift. So that's what I loved about him and was a real inspiration as I was finding my own voice Mm. was to have – someone like that who would blaze that trail for the possibilities. You don't have to be this or that or oh. this. You can be all of the above. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
right. So he 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 was important yeah. to you as that. Like, yeah. yeah, you can do it. You can just do do you. Yeah, I mean, the one thing yeah. he wasn't for me was the influence as a songwriter. Well, yeah. Some other time I'll sit with you, we'll mm-hmm. get into Guy Clark. But oh. um, <laughs> but for Gatemouth, he was a real trail, trailblazer in so yes. many ways that it was sad to see how often they just tried to put him in one little box and yeah. say, you stay there. Uh, 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 there's a there's a reason, you know. Um, we're going to move on to. Well, I should play some music in a second, but uh, uh, I wanted to say, do you know why he never played uh, cheating songs? <laughs> because in his youth, well, you know, granted, he died. I mean, he died very old. So he he, he I guess his I mean his his youth was in the thirties, forties, I think. So anyway, in his youth, he was play. He used to play cheating songs because a lot of songs are about cheating songs. So he played a few of them, and some guy cracked a beer bottle over uh, 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 on the on the table, and he went up to gate with his broken beer bottle. And he said, you know, my girlfriend done left me. If you play one more cheating song, I'm going to slice you. <laughs> From that moment on, <laughs> he never played another cheating song. <laughs> yeah, he had a sense He had a sense of uh, uplift. You know, he yeah. came from that generation yes. where they were also trying to be a positive influence. Like even taking me aside as a young musician and going, say, don't say the word cocksucker. Mm. I'm like... What do you think about how many curse words came out of his mouth? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Walking contradiction, yeah. like you say. <laughs> partly truth, partly fiction. Hey, if you just tuned in, you are 34 minutes, 35 minutes into sitting with Jan Luca here at Radio Free Brooklyn. Sitting with me is Michelle Shocked. And, um, um, oh, yes, this is what I was trying to get to. Uh, it's also kind of turned into the Clarence Gate Mouth Brown appreciation half hour but let's change track because you picked some stuff i'm going to look it up and then i'm going to do a station id and uh and uh, ask for some help because our lights i just noticed our lights are flickering <laughs> which means i'm gonna have to make an announcement to stop them flickering and the gaffer tapes coming off the the sheetrock i can see um so you wanted to play um also from the same region, you know, New Orleans isn't necessarily known for blues music. And well, you pick Rabbit, ooh, Rabbit Brown. You want to set this up? What should we play of Rabbit Browns? Okay, so you did the research and found that Rabbit Brown was from New Orleans. Yeah. I I first heard Rabbit Brown when that Harry Smith archives recording came out, but I love. Um, I love this song, James Alley Blues. I asked my friend Tim to send it to me so I could play it for you today. And um, it's the lyrics. It's actually the lyrics that I just think are consummate, masterful uh, lyrics. Uh, Sometimes I think uh, you're too sweet to die, and other times I think you ought to be buried alive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I love the line. It says, I'll give you sugar for sugar, and I'll give you salt for salt. And I use that line a lot, especially when I am on Twitter, raising hell. <laughs> You'd be nice to me, I'd be nice to you. And, and there's very little known about it. Well, wait, 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 I'm going to stick a pin in it. I'm going to, the lights just flickered again and a little bit of sheetrock came down in the corner there, which means that you're listening to 
a radio free broke line sadly broke line and uh, we really need your help if you have any jingly jangly in your pockets um you can uh, you can drop it in the passing hat. Nothing is too small. Absolutely nothing is too small. Nothing is too big. If you don't have uh, any any uh, any shrapnel in your pockets, that's understandable. We definitely understand. Unfortunately, because neither do we. So, uh, but there's donate buttons all, all over the place, and uh, we we can really uh, stretch things uh, like we stretch a dollar till the eagle scream to steal a blues line and um uh, don't worry michelle i'm gonna hang you upside down and shake shake Give you some money! <laughs> and shake you before we leave <laughs> get some coins out of your pocket too but um oh also another thing that you know hey michelle do you know who cosmo vinyl is I know who Cosmo Matassa is. Oh, I don't know Cosmo Vinyl. We're going to get into a long conversation at this point. This Oh, God, you could keep coming back time and time again. We'll <laughs> never run out of things to talk about. Um, Cosmo Vinyl managed the clash. Okay. He's also now a re- uh, like an artist, and he designed Radio Free Brooklyn's T-shirt. And for a $50 donation, just so you know, you get a, a limited edition Cosmo Matassa. Uh, oh, God, Cosmo Vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cosmo Matassa. I Oh God, my! I had, tend to have. You shouldn't be so interesting, <laughs> distracting. Um, anyway, so yeah, radiofreebrooklyn.com or dot org. Uh, yeah, anything will help. Literally, we pull things. So James Alley Blues. Let's get back to that. Uh, we don't know anything about Rabbit Brown, really. There's very except he's from New Orleans and just and did there's the only only five recordings, only five recordings done in his lifetime. And this kind of, I, you know, I think James uh, uh, Rabbit Brown sort of encompasses uh, New Orleans or Louisiana because it's not blues, it's not pop, it's not swamp. It, it, it's sort of like, a, and he's from the, he, I think he was born in the late 1800s. So the, all this is vintage stuff. Sorry, I've geeked out on this. Stuff. Yeah, we're, we were starting to talk, I'm telling the listeners now, you and I about pre-war blues because there's a German label that's interested in uh maybe hire me to do a blues rock album but i'm trying to drag them in a direction that they may or may not be interested in which is i don't care about pre-war or not but what i am interested is to make an argument that hard rock you know led zeppelin or hendrix which is what the one project i had done for them was called blue haze i did a cover of hendrix uh house burning down Mm mm-hmm and Reverend Gary Davis, so F- Mississippi Fred McDowell, and then that's when I brought up Rabbit Brown, kind of like as a holy trinity of what you're going to hear from this uh, track is he's a storyteller. Yes. He's a freaking storyteller. Listen to the story of James Alley Blues. Oh, fantastic. Rabbit Brown here at Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, and all oh. the jazz DJ and you want. I did, yeah, I did it again. Well, this is, it's called art, Michelle. Okay. I don't expect you to understand. <laughs> okay, here we go. Ah, no, rewind. Nothing like you to be. No time now, nothing like you to 
goodness oh i love that um yeah who knows even where uh i guess in those days do you have any idea who he recorded for no idea at all okay. you're because you're the geek on all that yeah, stuff geek, you you're yeah. gonna have a fun time finding out though yeah yeah no i'm a total geek i, I love to like trolls. <laughs> <laughs> and when it comes to pre-war country blues um they're just so orchestral the way they play you know it would be one person with an acoustic guitar and you can't just bash out chords and you can't just bash out melodies so all the pre-war solo players really had a way of playing that made their guitar sound almost piano-like or orchestral-like polyphonic i think is the correct term isn't it um where you know you have sort of bass runs and, and mm -hmm. things like that. So I, I was found found that very interesting is how much you can pull out of a very simple instrument. Sometimes, you know, some of those musicians like Blind Blake could really have whole orchestras on six strings almost. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know that side of it. I'm I'm fascinated. I managed to go to the Sunshine Blues Festival. Did you ever go there? No. 
I was going there to meet Jesse May Hemphill. I want oh, to work wow. with her. Was it in Mississippi? Though? Yeah. Oh, wow. But Jesse May Hemphill. Well, we have to say who that is. We can't just... Um, well, they can look it up. But the point is that yeah. um, that was taking me into the deepest roots of... Um, Hooker and and the boogie the oh, the Delta boogie John Lee Hooker yeah yeah and um, what I picked up from that region is almost the opposite of what you're saying is that 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 trance music was driven by just that almost one chord being just played like beating beating into the night yes um, as opposed to what you're making the point about these uh, uh, Delta bluesmen who could yes. make their guitars sound polyphonic very good there. that was good right yeah that's a, that, that, that a yeah. six dollar word <laughs> yeah <laughs> good i love six dollar well actually you're talking about the hill country because there's two mississippis there's yeah the, there's a delta yeah and most and when and most when people talk about mississippi blues robert johnson tommy johnson and those guys honey boy edwards they're talking about the delta and the delta is is <clears throat> polyphonic but <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, it has a little bit. Is I mean, it's still pretty rough, but it has, it has six strings, maybe going different directions. It has, it's a little bit more full and orchestral. And the hill country, which is where um, um, T Model Ford, right? Um, who's the other? R L Burnside. R L Burnside. The fife and you. drum tradition fife, oh, still. The fife and drum tradition. And the diddly bow. And the diddly bow. Oh, we should bring some up, right? Shall I? Shall I? Uh, shall I bring up some fife and drum? Is this changing? Are we taking a sudden left turn? It may not get us to Reverend Gary Davis, but it'll get us somewhere good. Ooh, you want to get to Reverend? I don't Gary. care. It'll get us somewhere. <laughs> well, we've got. We've got. Uh, let's. Uh, well, just so people. Just so. Drum and fife. Uh, drum and fife music. Mississippi. Well, well, you can tell what the tradition is about. And you can play them a little bit. Of, I, I, you know, because we, we, we have our common love of, of all things Cuban. Yeah. And the idea of the diddly bow and the instrumentation. Y'all got to know this history. This, this is a crazy instrument. It's playing a house. <laughs> Stop being interesting, Michelle. We only have 15 minutes left. Okay. Don't be interesting. Okay. Stop that. <laughs> okay. no. Yeah, stop being so interesting. You'll have to come back if you want to come back. <laughs> okay, brain the size of a planet. Let's, no, no, no. You want me to make you a cup of tea? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll play a little, bit of, a little bit of Otha Turner, the queen of the drum and fife cool. tradition up in the hill country there of Mississippi. Station blues, and then, but I'll fade it out because we got, well, let's get to very He used to say, he used to tell me sweet stories in a different way. Maybe I want it to be known that this is live radio. <laughs> Noted. Noted. Good. All right. Here we go.
Well, I'm going to let that fade because Sam is here. Please take the mic. It's up in a second. How you doing, Sam? Hello. <laughs> and uh, if you've just tuned in, you have you have just missed sitting with Jan Luca <laughs> here at Radio Free Brooklyn. I've been Jan Luca, and uh, sitting with me has been my co-host Michelle Shocked. And uh, thank you, Michelle. Thanks so much for for doing this. Thank you for being so interesting and bringing out things that I have to say that are interesting as well. <laughs> yes, I know. And we didn't even have a plan or anything. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, if we ever do this again, let's also not have a plan. I okay. think it worked out okay. Okay. <laughs> I do have a plan for Friday night, yes, though. Yeah, like yeah, to tell yeah. You guys. Say, say, absolutely. So there's a new venue that's open in the West Village. It's a new old venue. It used to be there years and years ago called Cafe Bohemia. Oh. It's at 15 Barrow Street. Okay. And they're just getting up and running with their programming, and I'm sitting in kind of a last-minute filler on this Friday. So that would be December uh, 8 p.m. Is it the 20th? I think it's the 20th. Let's go with that. Friday, Dece- this Friday, Friday. Friday, December 20th, 8 p.m., Cafe Be- uh, Bohemia, West Village, 15 Barrow Street. No cover. I'm doing it just oh. to enjoy... Um, you know, playing the strings. I got my tailor back from the factory. They they refurbished it. It sounds so beautiful. So I'm looking forward to just. And I'm not going to have a plan. That's oh, not, I'm not no set list. Not to be missed. Oh, is it just you solo? <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna. And maybe people will stop by and play with me. I don't know, <sighs> but I'm just gonna play my guitar and. Oh, 15 Barrow Street. Yeah. Right. Uh, Cafe, Cafe, Bohemia. Bo- Cafe Bohemia, and it used to be called Cafe Bohemia back in the day, so okay. it's bringing it all back. Uh, and uh, what time about? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Oh, fantastic. All right. Okay, Sam's about to set up, and I'm going to be... Uh, so what are we going to sign out with? We've been, the person that we try to We've start this We've been talking about it all night, Reverend <laughs> Gary Davis. This is what happens when you don't have a plan. You, uh, we, we wanted to start with him, and we finally got with him. We, we get just got to sidetracked. our destination. <laughs> yeah, we've digressed all over the place. Willy-nilly, we've digressed. So uh, do you want to set this up? I put Hesitation Blues up. What do you like about Davis? Uh, because he tells the gospel truth. And I like you yes. shared with me, you turned me on to Larry Johnson, who was his uh, mentee. And Larry did a brilliant job of explaining how, you know, these men of the world become men of God. I love it. 
Oh, yes. And uh, so a blind reverend from uh, the who trained a lot of blues players. And uh, anyway, here he is. Hesitation Blues. Larry. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Reverend Gary Davis. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Happy holidays. And thank you for listening. I, this means a lot to me. Uh, I hope wherever you are, you're going to be happy. Uh, and thank you for listening. Seriously, I don't take anyone listening to me for granted. Anyway, Reverend Gary Davis, Hesitation Blues, here at Sitting with Chad Luke and Radio Free Brooklyn. All right. woke up this morning just about a half past four. Hesitate Blues were knocking on my door. Tell me how long. Do you baby do I have to wait? Can it get you now? Now somebody try to get a married woman out, you understand? It's no use of me working so hard. I got me two good women working in the rich folks' yard. He's a pie bank, you know what I'm saying? Try to break up every home, it's good to get on all right. Some of you women quit a good man for a pie bank man. They ain't done nothing but going from town to town. said, I ain't your good man, neither your good man's son. But I get in the place of your good man till the good man comes. <laughs> you pay attention, you understand? You get your eyes beat out of no home, you understand? Well, I ain't no Miller. Need no Miller's son, but I can grind a little cone. Till a miller comes. <laughs> He's off this stuff to you, you know. She got sister to talk for herself, you know. Cause she knows she got a good man. But he looks all right to her, you understand? She might not about to be persuaded, you understand? <laughs> How long? You have to wait. Can I get you now, baby? She said, I got me a good man. He said, well, I ain't no wine presser. You ain't no wine presser, son, but I can press out a little juice for you. Tell a wine presser. Can I get you now, baby? <laughs> 